1: Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your, Your Angry, Angry Neighborhood, Neighborhood feminist. feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. Yeah, yeah. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? You know, I'm doing okay. I am I was telling you before we started recording that I am so relieved that... I didn't have a bad reaction to the booster. 100%. It's giving me hope. I totally thought I was going to. Like, everyone I spoke to was like, oh, it took me out for days,
0: you know? And I the was booster like, booster, too? Oh, yeah, like the booster did. Oh, God. I just, like, really don't want to have to deal with that. I have too much to do before the holidays. I don't have time to, like, That's be on my felt. ass again. That's how I felt. So and I, I was just like, got over the cold, too. I'm like, if I, because when I got my original vaccine, it made me feel like I had a cold. Yeah. And me I'm like, too. I don't want to go through that again. I literally just kicked an actual cold.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, for me, the worst thing has been the like arm soreness, honestly. Oh,
0: yeah. The first time, especially the second time was bad, too. But like I couldn't move my arm at all after I got vaccinated the first time. This time I
1: feel like I actually have like a bump underneath my arm, which didn't happen the first time. Yeah. It's like raised some swelling, which is kind of weird. But, you know, good. I was like a rash. Oh, that's I've heard that that happens, too. I haven't had that happen yet. My
0: skin is so sensitive, though. So like if I ever go and get a facial or anything like that, like my skin just turns like bright red. Mm-hmm. So same thing with tattoos. Like when I get a tattoo, oh, yeah. done, my skin turns like super red for like the first couple hours afterwards. But I have like it looked like a rash on my arm for like a few days. And then I think there's also like a hint of a bruise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I too. have that, too.
1: So this is your reminder to go get your booster. Uh, Pfizer did. I got Moderna. I got a Moderna booster. But Pfizer did come out with a study today. I don't have notes about this. It's not one of my like newsy things. Okay. Um, but they did come out with a thing today. We're recording on Wednesday that said that uh, the Pfizer booster with the vaccine is effective against Omicron, which we you know weren't sure of right. if it was going to be. So that gives us hope for the other mRNA vaccines as well so yeah go get your boosters when you get a chance
0: for real i know i'm just gonna have to like wing it and do a walk-in and hope for the best honestly
1: i did a walk-in and i did have to wait but i waited i don't know like 15 minutes that's not bad it really wasn't that bad at all so i would recommend and you can go to the same place i I went to yeah i'm definitely going to yeah because that place like the place i went to lets you choose your booster type oh nice whereas like they're also doing it at like Ralph's but it's only Pfizer so you know up to you depending on what you want I got
0: Moderna the first time but like you can mix and match you mix and match yeah Mm -hmm. it's like what do I want to try on this time which one do I want to go for Um, Well, I have a story that I held on to from last week, but is there anything else that you maybe want to start with first or do you want me to go with that? Why don't we
1: start with this since it's been on the docket for a second here?
0: All right, cool. So this was actually suggested to us by a listener. And like I said, wanted to talk about it last week. We kind of ran out of time, so I wanted to still give it the attention it deserves. So last Wednesday, the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, which by the way, is the only college campus like dorm experience I've ever had is at that campus, which Mm -hmm. is really weird. So the International Thespian Festival is held at Nebraska Lincoln every like June. And I went with my high school my senior year. And so we like lived in the dorms and like went to the cafeteria and everything. And like our school didn't have any of that. So it's my only time I've ever experienced like college life, you know? Yeah. I mean,
1: no offense at all to Nebraska, but Nebraska is one of those states that I like forget is a state you know what I mean like there's yeah. like a couple of those it's where a I'm lot like, of corn I just forget that Nebraska exists it and does. like no shade at all on Nebraska it's just one of those things where I'm
0: like oh yeah <laughs> Every I feel time that way mentioned. about a lot of like the tiny like east coast states yeah and some of the southern states just because I'm not like I'm not used to that like side of the country as much and I'm like oh I forgot you existed sorry I-, I think that
1: that's what it is for me because I've spent a lot of time in the south southwest like all of that but like that middle part middle Moving mid, west, the Midwest. Part. You mean you mean the Midwest? <laughs> but not not like because Missouri is the Midwest. Ohio the point, is the considered point. the Midwest, but like if they're more mid, center mid east. Yes. Whereas like the Midwest, like Nebraska, Wyoming. Yeah. Like those those. States. Oh, I forget about
0: Wyoming a lot mm-hmm. too. Sorry, Wyoming. But yeah, anyways, that's why I was like, oh my god, I've like I've actually been there. So weird. Um, yeah, it's a lot of corn. It's really not all that exciting, but. Some shitty stuff is happening there. So at the University of Nebraska, Lincoln said it was closing a fraternity house Phi Gamma Delta while an investigation into alleged sexual assault takes place. And this is not the first time the Phi Gamma Delta house has been on probation for violations of university policy. This message came the day after massive protests descended on the Fiji house on Tuesday night. The alleged assault. Sorry, last Tuesday night. These are so my notes from last week. So sorry if I have to, like, repeat myself the alleged assault was the 103rd rape or attempted rape reported to UNL police since 2005. Mm. Another rape was reported. reported Yeah, exactly. Which means that number is much, much higher. But what's crazy is that another rape was reported just eight hours after the first assault was reported at the Fiji house. Two assaults within eight hours were reported to the campus police, which is absolutely wild. So there's a, it's clearly a rampant problem. So, Back to the protests that were going on, there were nearly a thousand students that showed up for this protest last Tuesday night after the message of the assault spread across social media. The crowd chanted things like, kick him out, no means no, and we believe women. They taunted and cursed at the frat whose members were hiding inside but occasionally would peek out from behind the blinds. And then... We found out that at about ten thirty p.m., video emerged from inside the Fiji House, showing the men inside laughing as protesters chanted outside. Which is just fucking sickening. Like they're like laughing at all the women outside chanting. It's, it's and things not like at that. all surprising to me. I mean, we've talked
1: about this already. Uh, we are going to be doing an episode on campus sexual assault very, very soon. Uh, but we are also going to be doing a separate episode in the future about Greek life, Greek culture. Yeah, I mean not Greek culture like the country no (laughs) Uh, but greek culture as in like fraternities and sororities Uh on on college campuses because the culture is very toxic in a lot of cases i know a lot of people have had good experiences in sororities and fraternities but the general culture um, is really problematic is really really problematic and fraternities especially in terms of like there's so much toxic
0: masculinity bro culture that happens within fraternities. And I mean, I mean, I just think of hazing immediately when I think about Greek life and things like that. And it just sounds so scary and terrible.
1: Yeah. I mean, and sexual assaults are so prevalent on college campuses anyway, that then you, you kind of fold in this like hyper masculinity culture, rape culture, As well, And then the privilege that goes along with a lot of these kids who have the means to be able to afford to be a part of something like a prestigious fraternity. And it's just a recipe for disaster.
0: It really, really is. And like I said, this house has had a history of problems. In 2015, reports of reckless alcohol abuse and sexual misconduct led to the probation and eventual suspension of the Fiji House from 2017 to 2020. Fiji members were also involved in a confrontation with those taking part in the January 2017 Women's March in Lincoln, which led to another campus investigation. According to the Daily Nebraskan, men from the Fiji House were reportedly at the Women's March chanting things like, no means yes, and other harassing comments. So this is just like a thing they like, like to I do. don't
1: understand how this hasn't
0: been, like, how has this house not been disbanded already? I mean, it sounds like the culture of it is really supportive of that kind of stuff because the members of the Fiji House have also adorned the house in Donald Trump election signs. And also Mike Pence was actually president of the Fiji chapter at Hanover College in Indiana in the 80s. So it is like a historical thing, I think, within this specific frat house where this kind of stuff is like encouraged. You know what I mean? I think, I think it's, it's like it's all very, it sounds very like right wing, everybody, yeah, Fox News. So everybody kind of already thinks that way. So that's why it's encouraged to continue, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I guess, I would
1: guess that it also has something to do with, the t- again, the types of people who are in fraternities and sororities in that their parents probably have a lot of money and sway, donate to the school, things like that, which just kind of, I think school administration oftentimes feels the need to look the other way.
0: Yeah, and I mean, they have been suspended. There's been probations and things like that, but I think people are really calling right now for the whole thing to just be shut down, but I don't really know if that's gonna happen. I know nothing about that world or Me anything neither. like that. Um, But it's unbelievably upsetting and definitely something we're going to be discussing more, like Hegan said. Yeah, yeah.
1: And thank you to the listener who uh, wrote in about that and let yeah. us know because it does sound like the um women of lincoln nebraska are
0: working to combat this culture i know and then just to have it have them be laughed at and mocked like, that is, like, nothing makes me more upset when, like, I'm really angry and I'm trying to get a point across and someone laughs. Yeah. I'm like, what's so fucking funny? Like, I get so worked up. Like, and that's the thing that just, like, grinds my gears so much. And they is, want like, you to get worked up, too. Exactly. Like, that's the they thing. want to see you get worked up. And, like, that's why I think like, they probably released that video on purpose. You know what I mean? Yeah, of them, like, laughing yeah. and making fun of the whole situation. And it's just so absolutely disgusting. It's just a world that I, I... I can't
1: understand at all. Nor would we want to. (laughs) That a group of people could feel okay or make light of something that is so horrible you know. know what i mean and i think it because really they speaks, don't see it
0: as horrible
1: well i think it really speaks to what happens whenever people get a pack mentality which i feel like fraternities and sororities facilitate that like we're a unit we're a team we cover up for each other like brotherhood that kind of thing. sisterhood yeah. yeah yeah and i i think it really speaks to that because i have a hard time believing that each of these kids on their own would think that this is hilarious but yeah, they get i in mean groups like this and they they feel validated to right be terrible i don't know
0: yeah i mean i we don't know these people individually or like what right. their views are and things like that but yeah i think if you're in a room full of everybody else that's egging you on yep. the easiest especially like with a hyper masculine mm-hmm. you know community the The best and only, you know, way to react is to go along with it or else then you're going to be the brunt of the jokes and you're right. going to be the one that's tormented. I mean,
1: I'm really, like, I'm at an age now where all I can think of is, like, what if that was your kid? Yeah. You know, and... Wow, we're old for no, you to be... Saying, for sure. No, but, uh, but, but, yeah, like, like, I think about that a lot because it's just, like, I would be absolutely
0: horrified. But their parents are probably all, like, super-privileged rich... Fox News watching people, too. I mean, again, I don't know these people, but, like, if that is the kind of culture that is accepted at that campus and within that fraternity house, to me, and especially with the history of even, like, Mike Pence being part of that house and things like that, to me, it seems like that's almost, like, part of the status of it. Like, to I think the parents are probably proud that their kids are in this house. They were probably in that same fraternity house. That's, like, a really common thing to be passed down through generations, I don't think the parents are looking at this and thinking that their sons are in the wrong. They're probably in complete denial and defending them. Gross. Okay. Well. The end. <laughs> Gross.
1: Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get
0: 15% back at hundreds of stores and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like
1: clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. I did want to talk a little bit about the Ghislaine Maxwell trial that is happening right now. Thank you. So Ghislaine Maxwell, who is the former girlfriend of absolute piece of shit, Jeffrey Epstein. That's his real full name. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it should legally be changed is on trial for sex trafficking. And you'd think that we would have heard more about this given that we are now like eight days into this trial. Um, and it is a
0: huge deal given how many powerful people are involved. And also given the fact that when Jeffrey Epstein was arrested and his alleged suicide, mm-hmm. wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and all that kind of stuff was so heavily publicized, it is really, really bizarre that we are not getting more like front page Headlines mm-hmm. yeah. from the trial every day and things like it's very bizarre to me. Like it's there if you go to seek it out, but you have to look for it. It's not like I'm getting news it. alerts on my phone or Instagram is not showing me updates on any sort of like political pages that I follow right. or anything like that. And it makes me think, you know, because
1: you'd think you would see a lot of it because of the powerful people involved in this trial, but maybe that's why we're not seeing anything. Well, a like, listener,
0: or I don't know if they're a listener, or just a follower, but somebody made a really good point because I posted something to the story today about why like I wish the trial were televised in some mm-hmm. way and shown and somebody made made a good point that it has to do with children so maybe there's some protection around discussing stuff with the kids but at the same time I there's so many cases where it has had to do with children and we're able to still protect their identity and things like that, but still talk about the content of the trial. Right, right. But I I do think it's a good point,
1: so I don't know. I don't think that that's the case because, I mean, it might be the case as far as like why there aren't cameras in the courtroom. Right. But I don't think it's the case as far as, like, why we're not seeing this more prevalently across, like, you know, front-page news, because, like, when all that stuff with Larry Nassar was going on, those, a lot of those girls were still teenagers. That's true. And that was, these, these... Women mm-hmm. are now women um, who are, are testifying against Ghislaine Maxwell in this trial. They were children at the time, mm-hmm. but they are women now. I still completely understand why they would want their identities protected. 100%, And yeah. some of them are not even using
0: their legal names. Well, that's the thing is that there can be, you know, a Jane Doe situation and things mm-hmm. like that. Talking about this actually reminds me of, I think it was on Trial by Media on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It was about the first televised rape case trial. That would actually be a really interesting story for us to cover oh. sometime because it's, Okay, cool. Put a pin in Madness. that. Madness. It's wild. I
1: will. So during the trial, Maxwell's defense attorneys have sought to distance her from Epstein uh, for whom she is accused of helping to procure underage girls. However, Epstein's pilot, Larry Vizoski, who worked for Epstein for nearly 30 years between 1991 and 2019, kept flight logs that showed that Maxwell flew with Epstein and at least one of the accusers, who goes by
0: Jane, that's not yeah. her legal name, who was underage at the time. So she described Smart man for keeping all those fucking logs. I mean, when you were saying, oh, this man worked for him for 30 years whatever, I'm like, oh God. Like, I mean, I'm, I still feel that way because there's no
1: way that he didn't know that stuff was going on. He, he claimed- definitely
0: knew, but to me it seems like it's kind of, it reminds me of a lot of like mob cases and things like that where like just because... Like, he's not completely innocent, but because he's sharing all this stuff, he's probably also, like, not going to get in trouble, or, like, right. knows I don't that at least sharing his information is going to be more beneficial, which is great, but he totally... If there was Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell with a child on a plane, and he's keeping logs, even with the name of the child on there, he knew something yeah, was Yeah,
1: I mean, here's the thing with this guy. Like, I appreciate the evidence that he's brought forward, because he did keep flight logs, I think in large part because they were doing a lot of traveling like kind of internationally. And if something happened with Bill Clinton on board, you know, they need to know, they need to have a log of who's on board, right? Right.
0: Um, But he even said- Can you imagine if like a plane went down with Bill Clinton, Jeffrey Epstein, and like a kid in there? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. (sighs) I mean, but this guy, I still think this guy is kind of a piece of shit because first of all, I think he- looked the other way because Jeffrey Epstein was like paying for his children to go to college. She was paying like an exorbitant amount of money to Some him. Good hush money. Um, and also he, he is definitely trying to keep his hands clean. He has said that he didn't witness anything sexual happening. Um, and he is also kind of victim blamed in that. Like he has described these girls as being like mature looking, Right. Which is like not an excuse. Like a 14 year old who wears blue eyeshadow
0: is is
1: not an adult.
0: No. Right. Like, so that's. And even if that was what his thought process was at the time, there's no reason for you to say that now because you know that they were. Except for that. I think he's
1: trying to relieve his own feelings of responsibility.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I, I'm very curious if he has some sort of deal with prosecutors being a witness. I'm sure he does. Because it sounds to me like he's pretty protected, but also doesn't want to like further incriminate himself. Either. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, so You Jane, probably didn't mean
0: to talk about this guy for that no long, long no but worries. I found him fascinating.
1: <laughs> Jane uh, was between the ages of 14 and 16. Mm -hmm. So it started when she was 14, went until she was 16. um, And that's when she says that she was experiencing sexual abuse at the hands of Epstein and Maxwell. And um, the other person who was on this flight was Epstein accuser, public accuser, Virginia Roberts. Though the pilot has said, again, that he didn't see any sexual activity, he did testify that Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew, and Kevin Spacey all flew aboard the Lolita Express, which is Hmm. Epstein's private jet. So whenever these were presented at court, the documents, they were highly redacted. So the prosecution has gotten some criticism because these flight logs are highly, like there's a lot of information that, they're not showing the public in terms of okay. who has been on these planes.
0: Right. So we know, I that, mean, those are some pretty big names you just listed right? for them not so like, to be redacted. They not sharing? And then I, I would guess that there's a lot of redactions to any other sort of like observations or anything like that, that was made.
1: Yeah. And, um, I don't think that Trump's people have come out and said anything about this, but Bill Clinton's people did come out and say that like nothing untoward ever happened. It's, Mm, I just. If you were on board the fucking Lolita, I'm sorry. The plane is called Lolita. The the plane is called the Lolita Express, and the island that Jeffrey Epstein had the yeah, locals was called, called Pedophile Island. Yeah, that's right. So it's like if you were making trips with these people, you know
0: where you're going, right? And you know what plane you're on, and motherfucker. you know what kinds of what kinds of people you're with. And we also know what type of person Bill Clinton is. If anybody like knows the situation with Monica Lewinsky, like. I don't believe a goddamn word you say. Yeah, he's
1: not really like the pinnacle of like moral. Not even a little bit, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maxwell's lawyers were real shitty and they attacked the memories and motivations of the women who say that they were sexually abused. Of course they did. Saying that the women can't accurately remember 20-year-old events and are manipulating the system by staying quiet until now.
0: (laughs) That's like the oldest... Thing in the book for them to say. It's like the easiest thing that they can point to to create any sort of reasonable doubt. And it's something that has been disproven time and again and again. But you never know if a jury hears that and agrees with it because you have heard it so many times used as an excuse. It's You know what I mean? I like guess yeah. just it doesn't mean that it's right, but like for a layman to hear that, yeah. Her lawyers have also used loaded terms when
1: describing the women. They've described them as "quote ambitious," which I feel like is a loaded term when you're talking when you're saying oh, when you're talking
0: like, about a woman and you're calling her ambitious. It does tend to have that like negative connotation. Well, to when it. you're
1: when you're prefacing it by saying that these women are. Are after a money grab, right? That they're like they're doing this with not pure motivations, yeah. Uh, and then calling them ambitious, right? And pointing to some of their histories of drug and alcohol abuse as evidence that <sighs> they may not be credible, which is super. Gee, gross. I wonder why they turn to drug and alcohol. Exactly, abuse. it's really gross when you think about the fact that research suggests that sexual violence survivors are at elevated risk of substance abuse as a means of dealing with the trauma that they've endured. Like that's. That's very common. Very common. And these women, one of the women in particular um, who came forward who has said that she has had issues with drug and alcohol abuse in her adult life, said, you know, testified that she never did drugs or alcohol with Epstein and Maxwell because they wouldn't allow her to. Mm. So her memories are not tainted by drug use or alcohol use
0: at the time it happened. Of course there you know the longer you're away from a time the weirder our memories are going yes. to be but then there's also a lot of studies out there obviously I can't quote them I don't have any of this written down but I know that there's been a lot of studies that have been done like if there is a particular traumatic day in your life it is easier for you to remember things that happened before during and after than you would if i asked you what you were doing 10 years ago today when it was just any other day but right if i asked you about the day that something really important happened like when we talk about 9 11 and we have those like really real memories i feel like those stick with you well and i feel like for a teenager regardless you're gonna remember
1: being on a private jet with celebrities
0: Right. Like that's a yeah. day that, that I mean, you would even remember. if a sexual assault didn't happen, yeah, exactly, you would remember that for sure. Yeah. yeah. So if
1: a sexual assault did happen, that's definitely going to that's be part another of reason why you would remember mm-hmm. that encounter. Yeah. Yeah. So Maxwell's attorneys have also claimed over and over again during the trial that she is being used as a scapegoat for Epstein since he is not able to be punished for his crimes. So I just pulled this directly from a CNN article by Jill Filipovic. It says, quote, perhaps even more offensive is Sternheim, that's Maxwell's lawyer, Sternheim's invocation of feminist ideas in defending her client. In her opening statement, as she prepared for a defense premised on the decidedly anti-feminist strategy of ripping alleged victims to shreds, she portrayed Maxwell as the victim of a patriarchal society. Quote, (laughs) this is what she said, Eve was accused of tempting Adam with the apple. Women have been blamed for the bad behavior of men and women are often villainized and punished more than the men ever are. The charges against Ghislaine Maxwell are for things that Jeffrey Epstein did, but she is not Jeffrey Epstein.
0: Okay, this infuriates me because she's not wrong. Like a lot of what she's saying is not wrong, but wrong about this. She's wrong about this case. I am saying, like in life. Like, yeah, like a lot of what she said is true, but it has nothing to do with this current case. No,
1: that's what's so frustrating about it is like she's using feminist ideals. Yeah. To justify this woman's absolutely disgusting behavior and actions. And again, she uses she says that before using the decidedly anti-feminist tactic of tearing these women apart.
0: Exactly. These victims
1: apart. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's people like this. I don't know. I know everyone is entitled to a defense. I've said it many times on this well, podcast. Yeah, and, and, everyone and, is entitled to a defense.
0: That's and uh, how defense lawyers have such an important job as well. Because Absolutely. there are so many people who need great defense because they didn't do it or they deserve a lighter sentence. Like, there's so many reasons or e- why we even need... Even if
1: they did, I, I do think it is a vital... I think it is a vital part of our justice system yes, that everyone to make sure everything is, is entitled to have a defense. But every, I think that's part of the problem is that everything is not fair because
0: if you have a lot of money, you're entitled to a better defense yeah. than people who don't have a lot of then money. if you're getting a public defender that maybe has a thousand cases and right. can't put all the time and energy into you. And exactly. for me... Personally, I
1: could never sleep at night knowing that I was defending someone like Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah. Like, I would never be okay with that, even if I fully believe and I do that everyone deserves an af- a defense. And I do believe that. That I, lawyer I wants could the money. not
0: personally do this. No, I couldn't either. I think that that really goes to show you the type of person you have to be in order to defend someone like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So just something
1: to keep an eye on. I don't know how much longer the trial has uh, before it, it wraps up, but we will definitely let you know the outcome when we know.
0: Yeah, definitely. I do have a small piece of positive news that I wanted to add. So California is planning to be a safe haven if Roe v. Wade is overturned. So with more than two dozen states poised to ban abortion if the U.S. Supreme Court overturns it, California clinics and their allies in state legislature revealed a plan on Wednesday to make California a sanctuary for those seeking reproductive care, including possibly paying for travel, lodging, and procedures for people from other states. A group of more than 40 abortion providers and advocacy groups called the California Future of Abortion Council released a list of 45 recommendations for states to conduct if the higher court overturned Roe. The group itself was started by Governor Gavin Newsom, who's Mm -hmm. like... "Hmm." Mm. Yes, Mm. we we are ambivalent towards. (laughs) I mean, he's doing a good thing here. Yes. I learned today that California already pays for abortions for many low-income residents through California's Medicaid program, and the state is also one of six that require private insurance companies to cover abortions as well. The report asks lawmakers to help clinics increase their workforce to prepare for more patients by giving scholarships to medical students who pledge to offer abortion services in rural areas help them pay their student loans, and assist with their monthly liability insurance premiums. So I thought that was really cool because it's something that we discuss so often is like, if abortion is banned in your state, what are you supposed to do? Like, it's so expensive, and there's so many loopholes that you have to go through. So the fact that there could possibly be a situation where people would be taken care of that need an abortion by... Californians and I think that's really wonderful and it sounds like some other states are really wanting to get on board with that as well so even if the worst happens I'm glad that people are taking initiative to at least like prepare for the worst and have a solution rather than just like waiting for something bad to happen and then like try to like scramble to make something work. You yeah. Know? I think that that's something that I've been
1: trying to keep in mind for myself or remind myself of constantly is that there's so much bad happening in the world and it's very easy to feel overwhelmed, but also console yourself with knowing that there are a lot of people really working to undo that stuff and right. um, provide a safe place for people to land and there's a lot of good in this world too. Yeah. And I think it's it's good to be reminded of that as often as possible.
0: Yeah, that just seemed like so, such like a socialist idea to me. I oh, was yeah. like, super proud of it. I was like, that's yeah. awesome.
1: Uh, okay, I have one last thing before, yeah, we, before we wind up that I just wanted to mention. Also, good news so a black museum plans to melt down the Charlottesville Robert E. Lee statue to create new art. Ooh. So a statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee that stood in Charlottesville, Virginia for almost a hundred years has um, now been removed, and it will be melted down and turned into bronze ingots that will be used to create new public art. So the city council voted four to one on Tuesday to hand over the statue to the Jefferson School African American Heritage Center. Oh, yeah. And um, they are in the process of deciding what to do with that, but they are going to turn it into pieces of public art charlottesville voted initially to take down the statue in 2017 but it was not removed until this last july july 2021 right the initial decision to remove the statue is what sparked the white nationalist protest in charlottesville in 2017 where a counter protester was killed
0: yep i remember this now
1: So last month, a jury awarded $26 million in damages after finding the white nationalists who organized and participated in the rally liable on a state conspiracy claim and other claims. Wow. So that's a a lot of good news. The Southern Poverty Law Center says that more than 160 Confederate monuments were removed in the United States in 2020. So I fucking love it. They're coming down. They're being they are. melted down, turned into art. It's beautiful. We love I th- to see it.
0: I thought it was actually pretty funny that my great uncle's statue in Minneapolis got t- like taken down during one of the protests. I can't remember who the statue was of, but like my family was super pissed. They're like, my father's artwork was destroyed. And I'm like, but like... It was of a shitty person. I can't remember who it was, but I'm like, sorry. Yeah, I just I found it really funny. It was like a huge deal. The statue was like missing a nose, and that was like the big picture on the headline or whatever. And I was like, oh, my, that's part of my family. Super shitty, whatever. Oh, okay. Well, it sounds like that's all we have for you all today. Another reminder that we have a merch store open. So if you haven't checked it out yet or purchased your Angry Neighborhood Feminist merch, I was like, is it your, your Angry Neighborhood Feminist merch? I had to think about that for a second. Could go either way. I mean, it could go either way, right? It could go either way. Yeah. But saying your twice in a row sounded weird. But you can get your, your Angry Neighborhood Feminist merch there at our merch store. It's all about, you know... Inflection. Thank you. That's Mm -hmm. the word I was looking for. Uh, So you can go to the link in our bio on our Instagram page at Angry Neighborhood Feminist to check out the merch store. You can also follow us there and direct message us if there are any news topics that you want us to discuss. You can also email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. We have a Facebook business and group page. On the business page, you can rate and review us. And on the group page, you can chat with the other listeners. And last, but most certainly not least, if you haven't done so already, we would greatly appreciate a positive five-star review with a quick sentence about why you enjoy the show on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way to support us, and we truly do appreciate it. All right, that's all we have for you today. With all that being said, we encourage you to to rate on. Bye. Hello, I'm Faith McQuinn, creator of
1: the podcast Margaritas and Donuts from Observer Pictures. I think we can all relate to the awkward, clumsy moments during the start of a new relationship and the sweet moments as well. Margaritas and Donuts is about Josephine, a pediatrician who's been pretty unlucky in love as she starts a new relationship with Malik, an ophthalmologist that works in the same building she does. Malik is exactly what Josephine needs, even if she doesn't know it yet. With the support of her bestie, Katrina, Jo navigates the ups, downs, sweetness, and saltiness of romance. Get your rom-com fix and listen to Margaritas and Donuts wherever you get your podcasts. You can learn more at md.observerpictures.com. Happy listening.